Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm here in beautiful Wuhan, China. I'm originally from the United States where I was born and raised and I've only been living here in China for the last nine years or so. And today with me is Bebe. Yes. Hi, this is Bebe from Beijing. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. How are you, Jason? I'm really lovely, actually. <laughs> I was sick until uh, this oh, morning, no. and I feel a lot better. I took some uh, a bunch of medicine. I don't even know all of the names of it. My wife is just like, here, take this. Here, take that. <laughs> Eventually, I was like, no more medicine. But, you know, I... <laughs> We, we, I slept with the heater on, 30 degrees Celsius, mm-hmm. and uh, I had three blankets on. I drank a ton of water before I went to bed, and I slept like 15 hours. I'm not joking. 15. Nice. And when I woke up, there was no remnant of the cold that I had yesterday, so I feel like today, all my options are back open again. Wait, but still, be careful. Hey, no shorts outdoors, okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah maybe. it is starting to get cold. Yeah. Did you eat a whole raw onion before you went to bed? No, I, d- I, I don't have that kind of resolve. No way. But I did I did have some spicier food. Mm-hmm. I know that's not the Chinese way to go, mm-hmm. but I had a bunch of food with garlic and that's onions good. and stuff in that's it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes your body tells you what you need and something. Yeah. Even though it, it might be against certain advices, but I think listen to your body. Too. I'm one of those mm-hmm. people that actually complains if it's like too uh, warm. I'm like, oh, gosh, it's warm. Can we mm-hmm. please turn on the AC? But I notice that every time I get sick, <laughs> I'm suddenly the person uh-huh. like, why is it so cold in here? Can we turn the heater on? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I think you're right. Exactly right. Your body starts saying you need more heat. You need more right. heat. So it starts saying, "Hey, I feel cold." I think of it as uh, your body wants to reserve its energy to fighting the bad guys, so it it, it wouldn't want to extend itself mm. too much. <laughs> so if you can take care of the heat aspect, mm. you know, by mm. yourself, maybe the good guys will do their job and. Mm. You know, <laughs> fight the bad. Well, guys. they seem to have prevailed. So <laughs> good, good. You know, one thing that happens is. I always appreciate feeling well, feeling healthy, having a healthy body mm. after I've been sick because mm. you don't you take for granted that things are feel that you know life is so good and right. then you get sick and you're like wow if I could just be well I would be so happy <laughs> and it's a, it's like a reminder to enjoy life and enjoy being healthy. Exactly. It's actually as they say the one in front of all the zeros, right? If you don't have health mm. and safety, then all that zeros behind it would just mean zero. So yes, whoa, yes. you ha- actually bring up a really interesting. I have we have to go down this rabbit Ooh, hole now. Okay. I was reading this. This is in a HSK four book. It's a for, for learning Chinese oh. in the HSK four book. There is a dialogue about this Chinese professor who talks about the ones and zeros. And I, w- I was trying to read it because it's in Chinese. Uh-huh. The, it's, there's no, no English translation. It's your job as the student to translate it and figure out what it means. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really don't get this. So I brought it to a friend of mine mm-hmm. who is a, he's American, but he's ABC. And he, I was like, can you, but he, his Chinese is really good. Mm-hmm. Can you explain this to me? He's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, one is your health and zero is your like, you know, mental health. <laughs> and as long as like this one is good. And I was like, I still don't understand 
understand. So now that I have you talking about this, could you explain this one more time for us? Well, maybe, you know, the first time I heard this, maybe it was in English. I'm not too sure, but I agree mm-hmm. with it, right? Because people, mm-hmm. they chase after a lot of things. We chase after a lot of things um, in our lives. And sometimes we do it to the extent that we're, we forget to take care of our own health. Mm. But then maybe you end up with lots and lots of money, like lots and lots of zeros in your bank account. Uh. But the zero at the very front, that's your health. Um, health. Yeah, and health and based both mentally and physically mm. and safety, mm. right? Mm. Without that zero in the front, I mean, all the other zeros in your bank account doesn't really matter. Uh. Sometimes even they won't help you, right? So. Yeah, I, I totally feel the same way. Even, I mean, you don't really have to be really sick to realize that. Mm-hmm. Even when I have like mm-hmm. a canker sore, you know, those <laughs> yeah, blisters yeah, yeah, in your yeah. mouth, I'm like, oh, this is just so uncomfortable. You can't eat. Even little things like that will disturb you enough to make you realize that. Mm. So I'm, I'm really happy that you're, you know, back um, on track. <laughs> But still, give it a few more days. Do the right thing. Listen to your wife. (laughs) She will take care of you. (laughs) Yeah. Today, we're going to actually be talking about 2021. Ooh, already? Yeah. Is it like the end of year? It is the end of year. Goodness. It's the end of the year. Yeah. You know, it always seems a little strange to me because my birthday is actually not yet happened. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, it's like there's the Christmas and then there's my birthday and then it's the new year. Plus, you have the Chinese New Year. So when is the new year? I'm not sure. It's a very very complicated (laughs) because what is it? It's the year of the ox right now, but it's going to be the year of the tiger. Maybe tiger. I've heard that. Maybe Tiger. tiger. Yeah, I've lost track. Yeah. Yeah. We'll look it up. So we'll have to, yeah. Okay. So I want to play a clip for you provided by a friend of the show. Mm -hmm. And we're going to just listen. Hang on a second. I'm Chance and born and raised in the United States, but I've lived all over the place, including my current home of South Korea. Boy, 2021, I think was a wasted year. I was in America during the pandemic and that was rough. But then 2021, I went and visited family over the summer. It felt worse to me. A lot of people I know and who I spoke with over the summer, they were a lot angrier than they were in 2020 because 2020, we were just finding our way and didn't know what it was going to turn into. Same thing in South Korea, but entirely different. People in South Korea have accepted, for the most part, in my opinion, that wearing masks and getting vaccinated means that we can move on out of the pandemic. And so things are much better here than in my home country of the United States. So 2022, I am optimistic about South Korea. I am not very optimistic for what's going to happen in the United States in 2022 because there's just going to be millions of people who have chosen not to get vaccinated. And in the United States, that's your choice, right? But that's not going to work out well for the country. 
I ask this question to people on social audio. Social audio, that's uh, an app like Clubhouse or an app like uh, Stereo or an app like Twitter Spaces. So just the Twitter app, but now they have a social audio component. So here are a few responses to people when I said, how would you rate 2021 and what are your thoughts on 2022? And I want to point out that all of these people told me they were American and in America at the time. Let's take a listen. 2021 was kind of a rough year, almost felt like 2020 part two. (laughs) But with 2022, um, not just with a possible reopening of a few events and, and different things during the spring and summer of next year, I think it'll be an overall great time uh, for citizens, uh, especially in the U.S. If I had to give it a scale business-wise, I would say, shoot, I, I would rate it a nine if, you know, on a one to 10 basis um, with the expansion and the impact we were able to do as a company. On a personal level, I would definitely put it down there as like one of the worst this year being like one of the worst years that we as a family and as a community had to deal with. I would give 2021 a big fat uh, D minus, you know, yeah, we were able to go back outside and, you know, do things a little bit. But again, it wasn't all that, you know, people are still getting sick, you know, it's like we saw the silver lining, but it really didn't get any better. So, um, I mean, I'm fully vaccinated, but still it's like, you know, there's still this fear. So, yeah. Well, I, I guess that's it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, um, the, well, what are your reactions, baby? Oh, huh, I'm still thinking. I mean, 2021, are we all really at the end of the year, like talking about the past year already? <laughs> well, you know, for, hmm. um, I can understand that we now think of, the past as pre-pandemic and post-pandemic um, and kind of group the two years together a little bit. But I have to say that mm. here in China, um, I mean, we know there has been a pandemic, but ever since I think uh, May or May or July of last year, May or July of 2020, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the pandemic went into the background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that springs up once in a while, like there is an outburst mm. in that city or an outburst in that city. And then they, you know, in the following weeks, they mm. will be tackling mm-hmm. that outbreak mm. and then things go back to normal. So yeah. I, we don't really think as much about it anymore. Mm. We know it's there. But for me, well, this is going to get like, how long can I talk about this? <laughs> <Because I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we're going to start some major issues here. If you ask me about 2021, I think the first thing that pop up in my mind, two things, actually. Uh, the first is the um, double reduction mm-hmm. policy that we talked about um, a little bit. It's the uh, double reduction policy for compulsory education. Um, and the other thing is about common prosperity, mm-hmm. which it's something, you, you know, you probably don't think about right <laughs> in your daily lives. Mm-hmm. But these are the two major things that popped up in my mind. Um, Baby, how, like, can we talk about this? Or? I would love to talk. Could we, could we circle back around? I kind of want to respond to the audio sure. a little bit because I'm a yes, little, I'm not, I guess I'm not surprised, but I'm a little surprised at the same time. Like you mm-hmm. said, you know, from since last year here in China, like life has kind of gone on, you know, like I moved, mm-hmm. I moved from Beijing to Wuhan and, you know, I was on a train and like there weren't people like wearing, you know, like 
hazmat suits or anything. It was just like, it seemed mm-hmm. like a pretty normal day to me, except everyone was wearing a mask. Right. Like, you know, a typical right. mask, nothing like fancy. Like, I'm not, it wasn't, I wasn't wearing like an, ast- <laughs> a- not this gas an astronaut mask. headgear or anything. <laughs> I was just wearing like a mask. And, you know, I m- right. managed to move here and I go bicycling every day. And yeah, there were a couple flare ups when mm. I was in Beijing. There was one in Feng Tai that lasted mm. like, I don't know, three or four weeks where they were just testing lots mm-hmm. of people. But then, okay, we got it. Right. No problem. And then Wuhan, Wuhan right. again, there was another little minor outbreak where there was like, oh, okay, everyone needs to get tested. My test center is literally mm-hmm. across the street from my home. So I was like, okay, yeah. We mm-hmm. went down there like day two and were like, please give me a test. And they were like, oh, we didn't. Test me. Yeah, they were like, we, d- we didn't even know you lived here actually. But the but I, t- I registered with the police station anyways. Mm-hmm. They were like, okay, we'll, we'll test you. Here you go. Here's your test. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Go. Bye. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other than that, it was like there was no COVID in my life. Right. It didn't really impact my life. I go right. I go out. I go to. T- t- so when I'm listening to the, these uh, Americans talk about life there, obviously I'm reading in the news mm-hmm. that there's like still lots of people like suffering there and like mm. not people f- choosing not to get vaccinated, which is weird because like the day they said, oh, here's the place you can go get your vaccine. I was like, I'm on my way. <laughs> I even called my work and I've said, I'm getting my vaccine. I'm not going to be on time to work. And right. they were like, of course. Yeah, go. Right, right. Yeah, sure. And then they said booster time. I was like, okay. And I ran <laughs> to get my booster. Like the within 24 hours, I was at the hospital, like getting my booster and they're like, in Beijing. When I here's yeah, the good yeah. citizen, Jason. <laughs> Well, I kind of felt that way. I was like, I'm an expat in China. Mm. I want to be like a good expat, you know, in quotations. So I want to do everything that I'm supposed to do to be like show the Chinese people that I'm not one of these, uh, I don't know, sanly tuned, like partying until two o'clock, bothering the neighbors kind of people. I want to like go and be responsible and show, hey, expats are good. Right. You won't be so, a radiant <laughs> American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my experience has of 2021, just in terms of like the pandemic, it was like almost not impactful. The right. main thing was reading the news about you know what's going on in England or like in the United States or like maybe some other countries or like in India mm. where it wasn't taken care of properly, where they did have the opportunity in the United States to take care of it properly. And they just mm. like, opt- a lot of people were just like, nah, I, I don't believe, <laughs> I don't believe in that. Bill Gates is trying to trap my soul inside of a syringe or something. Right. Wow. Okay. So this, I know, listening I know. to this it's, clip is just kind of shocking for mm, me. Sometimes I wish, you know, there are more news I, we can get like from all around the world because, you know, people are not just not reporting as mm. much from, let's say, in third world countries. Um, like, you know, we can't only mm, name mm. so many few countries, but there are actually over 200, right, all over the world. What's happening there? Sometimes yeah, I yeah, wonder. Yeah. Well, mm. I feel lucky that I, I live here. I don't really have to have that yeah. big question mark and that, you know, kind of worrying uh, sensation all the time. My wife, she gets nervous. She's so, so she asks me for reassurance sometimes. She's like, hey, Jason, I heard about this Omicron thing. Are we going to be okay? And I'm like, we're in China. Yeah. If anybody's going to be okay, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to be okay. And I, I, I have to say the simple thing that wearing masks, it really works. Really? Like my friends and family mm, mm. Uh, that I know in the U.S., they wear masks and they they have been fine. You know, they they live their lives. They go to the supermarket, right? They go for checkups. Yeah, you're, you're describing yeah. my mom's life. Yeah, she's like, oh, she wears a mask. She's she goes fine. out. Yeah. She's fine. She got she she got vaccinated. You wash your hands. My brother's got vaccinated. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's not it's not rocket science. Before yeah, you get okay. angry, let's <laughs> pivot. <laughs> mm. 
What is this double reduction policy, oh, baby? Oh, yes. I don't want to make it sound, <laughs> you know, boring, but it is something very, very important that happened. Uh, one of the major things mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. happened last year. Um, well, something formal. The China's central government issued a double reduction policy for compulsory education, um, but essentially just putting restrictions on regulations for off-campus training institutions. No, that's different. Mm, it's mm, like, mm, mm. you know, you have your SATs, right? And then you have these yeah. uh, institutions and classes you can go to for extra practices to get a better mm. uh, grade so that you become more competitive. Mm -hmm. Now, in China, that's like, you know, we have this uh, college entrance exam. Everybody wants a higher score. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. parents mm -hmm. and students, they are doing, they're getting more and more crazy about uh, getting these extra help. So classes may start mm -hmm. from kindergarten. Can you imagine like math <laughs> institutions for, how do you say, like increasing math scores ever since kindergarten mm -hmm. age. So it's gotten mm -hmm. so bad that the kids are exhausted. The parents are exhausted. They are just competing with themselves, you know? So mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. finally, I mean, parents have been complaining, but the thing is no one can stop because if you stop, and the other parents and the kids are still taking these extra classes. Then they are going to get extra, yeah, yeah. you know, extra scores. No one can do anything on their own. No one will stop. So now, finally, you know, these parents are like, okay, finally, <laughs> it's like someone at the top uh, tells these institutions that that is enough. Okay, we don't want. Um, the main point is they don't want capital to get mixed in education. Mm -hmm, For mm -hmm. parents, they're thinking about. Um, okay, no more extra classes. That is good. Our kids can just compare on a uh, compete on a fair ground. But it actually goes a lot more deeper than that. Uh, I think you know part of the roots for this whole thing is to give people without the financial resources, uh, let's say in some mountainous areas in China, um, to give them a fair competition ground. Uh, people for people who mm -hmm. living at the lower levels of the society um, to give them hope. That through hard work, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if all the other rich kids, you know, take all these extra classes to make sure that they get these extra points, then the ones who are at the bottom will stay at the bottom yeah. forever. Making the educational system more equitably accessible to everyone. Well, on this point, I read an article very recently um, on one of these expat like WeChat mm -hmm. uh, sites that was uh, about online tutoring mm -hmm. that is actually now provided by the school system. Right, right. So the school system is going to let students have access to like math and English and all this mm. other stuff, like tutoring, but it's going to be universal for every anyone right. who wants to be able to access this. So you're at home. And I think it's said it's specifically said between like the hours of 630 and right. 830 p.m. Right, or right, something, right. there'll be this tutoring system that's online and the kids, if their parents want them to have access to this extra learning vehicle, mm -hmm. then they're able to access it. But again, like you're saying, it's universal it's for everyone That's it's not just for an elite group right. of super wealthy people who can afford the best tutors that come from england exactly i think the point is that it's not like they tell kids hey don't study <laughs> right it, the point is that <laughs> yeah. to give everyone a chance and also they they also don't want too much work on the kids for example like in mm, both mm, in mm, private mm, schools mm. and public schools um the kids from first grade to second grade they don't have homework they want like they mm, want mm, kids to mm, play, mm. offer 
future generations, current generations, the opportunity to to be kids again. It depends on how you look at this thing, right? Some people will say, "Oh goodness, it's regulations again, right? They're killing these eight these training institutions, and it's not good for the economy." Mm-hmm. I think that's a sacrifice that they decided to make. It's a huge, huge industry. I think、mm-hmm. we ran over some numbers last time. I'm not going to get into that, but. Some of these、um, private educational like institutions, what do you call it? Pop, no, prop courses, something like that. Preparation courses. They were a hit.、Well, I think we we call them in the industry academies. academies right? They were a hit, like big time. Like they're like half like half dead. <laughs> so it, it it's it's not. <laughs> and a lot of the teachers、uh, working in these schools, they lost their jobs. And it's especially a hard time because of the whole you know economic background, the world economy. In the whole, it's not really you know shoe going upward, and same for China. But still, in this time,、um, in this situation, the government still decided we got to do this because they considered this to be much more important. Important, and the main point is to keep markets、um, in their place. You know, there are they've decided that there are certain industries that you capital money just shouldn't meddle with. So the point, of course, is not to you know not give kids the opportunity to 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 study to get better at their schoolwork. The key point is to prohibit the listing and financing of academic training institutions. These in- institutions that want to make education a business,、mm. um, and they want to kind of lift capital. Out of all that, I want. I want to just talk about America a little bit without talking too much about politics.、Mm-hmm. You know, this is something that happens. Like when capital makes its way into any field, anything, yeah,、uh, of life, then as soon as they there's a few billion dollars on the line, suddenly you have these very these people with influence and money, and they go and they literally do what we call lobbying, right? So they go go to lawmakers and they they give them money for their campaigns and insist that they back. Proposals that maintain their industry、mm. in the way that is beneficial for for the industry, not necessarily for the people's best interest.、Mm-hmm. And I, you know, this is a this double reduction policy is an instance where it shows that when you remove money from the political institution, you get a better outcome. Right. It's、uh, it takes resolve though. Right. It takes resolve、mm. and the understanding of the populace. Like people need to understand what you are trying to do、uh, on different levels.、Mm. And you know, I get a little bit worked up when I talk about this. <laughs> But and I was actually just reading the book,、um, "What Money Can't Buy: The Moral Limits of Markets" by Professor mm-hmm. Michael J. Sandel from Harvard University. You know, I just started the book, and、uh, on the, like the first few pages, it says this: "It says we live at a time when almost everything can be bought and sold. Over the past three decades, markets." And market values have come to govern our lives as never before. The logic of buying and selling no longer applies to just material goods alone, but increasingly governs the whole of life. And it is time to ask whether we want to live this way. So the professor says we need to rethink the role that markets should play in our society. We need a public debate about what it means to keep markets in their place. To have this debate. We need to think through the moral limits of markets. We need to ask whether there are some things money should not buy. You know, have you ever thought about this? These uses of markets to allocate health,、mm-hmm. education, public safety, national security, criminal justice, environmental 
protection, procreation, and other social goods Mm -hmm. were for the most part unheard of 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Today, we take them largely for granted. I think that this is a debate in the United States, but it it depends on the topic. Like, I think that healthcare is one of those Mm -hmm. topics where increasingly more and more people are starting to wonder Mm. if the market is the best place to deal with the realities of people's healthcare needs. Right. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say where I fall on this, but it's definitely a huge debate that's taking place in the United States. Mm -hmm. You're like, is the profitability of certain institutions, should that come first? Or is that going to lead the market mm. or like lead to better outcomes for patients or not? And this is a huge debate that's taking place. Mm. So I think maybe maybe this professor is, uh, he's talking about all kinds of different fields. Right. But I think in very, very specific instances in the United States, debates are starting to come up. That's good. Because the outcomes are not as positive right. as people would like. Mm-hmm. And they've seen their loved ones die and they're wondering, is was that necessary? Right. And I think um, on a higher level, what I feel about 2021, when you think of China these days for the past four decades, people think of a thriving market economy that's integrated Mm. globally. We enter WTO. Mm. But Mm. something crucial happened in 2020, starting to happen 2020 and 2021 from my perspective. I mean, things started happening earlier. I just felt it in the past year and the year before. And that is, besides knowing that China, you think of it as a huge market economy, we are reminded this year that China is a socialist country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that sounds big, at least not for the past few decades. We know it's a socialist country, but it's not something in our mind. But in the past year, that is, I have been thinking about that. The policies that came out and the directions that we feel that the country is shifting into Remind us that this, you know, as thriving as the market is, uh, the economy is, it is still a socialist country and we are not going to leave people at the bottom behind Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we are going to do things. We're not going to go so extreme. We know the importance of the market uh, integration, you know, into the global economy and all that. But we know that there is a limit to these things. You know, we are not Mm going to let market take over everything. As we mentioned, education, health. I think that most Western and Northern Europeans will agree with you 100%. It's like there, Mm. and Canadians too. There are lots of countries around the world that are like, okay, these parts of the economy should be driven by the market and these parts of the economy should not. And I think, you know, that exists Mm -hmm. in the US to some extent too, because you have like certain industries, like some parts of the energy and some parts of agriculture that are like coddled by the government. And like the government does in fact subsidize an enormous amount of agricultural and energy and other things because they realize that the market does have its limits. But, you know, I'd like Mm -hmm. to come back around a little bit because this is an end of year episode. I'd like to talk about Mm -hmm. some of the science Scientific achievements because that's you know that oh, have gone on. Uh, so the Tiangong Space Station is the Chinese space station is it is now in orbit mm. along with the International Space Station, the ISS, and there are three astronauts currently living there, mm-hmm. and there are three different astronauts than the astronauts that were living there before. It's going to actually grow in right. the, over the next year until it, it's capable of holding nine 
I should mm. say taikonauts, technically, I suppose. Nine taikonauts will be able to live <laughs> for long periods of time, for months at a time, on the uh, Chinese space station. Mm-hmm. So that is a huge deal. You know, I'm a person who loves space. So a lot of the technologies, I saw a huge list of like 100 technologies that came out. My eyes gravitated <laughs> towards everything space. So I wanted to mention another one. Mm-hmm. I'm probably mispronouncing this. Sure. The Jurong Mars rover. So this is a rover launched by China mm. and landed on Mars and uh, is now it is, is still, it there. still yes. there. I don't it follow is, uh, these. It's still there. What is it doing? Get, taking pictures? Well, Just chilling. It's taking pictures, <laughs> I guess. I, I, I actually, you know, I do follow the U2 uh, rover, which is on the other side of the moon, but that was mm-hmm. last year. But also the mm-hmm. United Arab Emirates have launched their own Mars rover, which will get there in a couple more oh. years. But they launched this year. Is it made of gold? <laughs> <laughs> Diamonds? Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's like a little Lamborghini. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Some other huge things that have happened is uh, there was a riot. I think for Americans, this is like a huge one. This is probably the defining thing for the year. There was a riot mm-hmm. where a lot of protesters raided uh, the uh, the Capitol and... It was a oh, huge deal over that's there. That's back in January. Yeah, January right? 6th. It was a hu- Seems like a long time ago. Yeah, and there are oh. investigations ongoing about that. Also, a huge thing that happened this year, the NFT art market. So, NFTs, huh? it's a non-fungible something, token. So, it's like a Bitcoin, but instead of like okay. being a unit of money specifically, it is a, uh-huh. a like a piece of art. So uh, there's one that's really famous that's like a, a monkey, I guess, and it's like dressed up in different clothing. And this is like, you, you, huh. there are $300,000-ish to buy one of these like NFTs of a monkey hmm. wearing like a spacesuit or a monkey smoking a cigarette. And so you buy these and presumably in the future, like your meta world in your living room, you'll have this, this mm-hmm. NFT token Floating on the wall. Plus, people, it's like a new art thing. So people are buying them and okay. selling them. $30,000? $300,000. Okay. Well, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Sounds fancy. <laughs> but it's a huge, it's a huge, it's a huge thing that's happened this uh-huh. year. I even know people who are like, oh, I'm going to start making NFTs. So we'll see where that well, that's goes. That's new to me. Um, okay. <laughs> For America, we had our annual California fires. Every year, California decides to burst into flames, Aww. so lots of forest burns down. I'm from there, so every year, a lot of people on the East Coast and in America are like, look, California's on fire. But you know what? I remember, since I was, mm-hmm. before I had memories even, this has always happened every year. California has burst into flames and homes are being destroyed and stuff. Maybe they need That's to do That's what something. I'm saying. Like, do, they, do people do something to prevent this or not really? Um, I really, mm-hmm. not really, you know, uh, there was a time, I think it was about 20 years ago, where they started creating these clearing areas, where they started creating like, uh, areas that are not forested. And they, this was controversial at the time. Right. So he cut off yeah, yeah, the yeah. fire. So you yeah, can't travel, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. But you know, it doesn't work that well, unless mm-hmm. it's maintained really well, the fire can just spread across the brush and, mm-hmm. and go move to the next place. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really think there's a lot they can do. Because you know, you can only appropriate so much money for fire. Hmm. Firefighters, a lot of people outside of California always say, Well, I guess you just hmm. shouldn't build your house where like there are forest fires. Well, who knows, right? <laughs> who knows where it will be? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of places in the United States are prone to some kind of disaster. You're like Oklahoma, Kansas, 
And the you tornadoes. Know, tornado. Oh gosh. Yeah, exactly. You're you're on you're on the the Gulf Coast. There might be a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Like California has fi- the forest fires, and, and they also have earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Like so, you know, it's pick your da- <laughs> which kind of danger <laughs> do you want to be in? Also, I read this one stuck out: mm-hmm. the world's first malaria vaccine. Oh. You know. It's millions of people die of malaria every year. And apparently this vaccine is only like 75% um, effective. Mm -hmm. But that is like millions of people that might not die because they have a vaccine now. So that's amazing. That's kind of shocking because it's been around for so long. Yeah, I actually didn't know that we didn't have a vaccine Mm. for malaria. I mean, don't people take shots like before they go to certain African countries? You you are supposed to get a whole bunch of yeah yeah you know vaccines. I was looking into going to Nepal um a couple a few years two or three years ago. I was thinking, oh, I should go to Nepal, and I looked up all the vaccines oh. I might need. And one of the ones that made me not go was like, oh, malaria. You have to take malaria pills for like weeks before you go. The whole time oh. you're there, and then weeks after you get back, in order to make okay. sure because that was the way to prevent getting malaria and also nets. Mm. You know, nets to prevent the mosquitoes mm-hmm. from biting you in the first place. And I was just like, right. that sounds like such a hassle. I don't, it I just is, don't right? think I'll go to Nepal just now. But now that they have like mm. a, a vaccine, maybe in a couple of years, I will take my trip to Nepal. Yeah, because, you know, we have a COVID-19 and now we have vaccine. Malaria has been around for so long. Mm. Well, I don't know, maybe not enough money have been poured into this, mm. the research for mm. that. Well, they also but have that's a, good. That's good. Just start with something. I right? think this is a new thing. Vaccines mm. are seem to be coming out against a lot of, di- I think this, the medical technology must just be better because they also mm. have vaccines mm. for Ebola now, mm. which... Oh, I think China worked on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, led the team. It, they said that when everybody else left because of Ebola, mm. the Chinese team went in. <laughs> and the lady who led that team is, uh, you know, she's hailed as a national hero mm. because she also led the research and the fight against uh, COVID-19. Uh, at the very start of the pandemic, when mm-hmm. nobody knew what was going on. She hmm. was on the front line. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, she's a national hero. You know, one other major thing that's happened is, I guess it's not major, actually. It's just one of those things oh. that it's like a face paint or something. But Facebook changed its name to Meta. Oh. And they're they're going to start making everyone <laughs> wear goggles. I don't really feel like wearing goggles. I enjoy looking at the world with my eyes, but Exactly. How <laughs> Wait, did you do you know what Facebook sound like? Sounds like in Chinese? No, what does it sound like in Chinese? Please do tell. You don't know no, Facebook? No, no, tell me, tell me. Okay. <laughs> this is like this is not intentional, mm, okay? Mm. It just happens to sound like it, that way. Facebook sounds like it must die. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> You're it must Your die. Your wife must know this. It, but that's what it sounds like. Facebook. Facebook. Oh, See? no. She never told you, me you, that. You, no. Can you hear? Can you hear the similarity? Fe- so. What is fei? Facebook. Well, I know si means like die. Must. Oh, right. So oh, fei is like okay. must. Buku is like it can't be done otherwise. So <laughs> it's like it must die. <laughs> wow. That's what the name sounds like in Chinese. Wow. Maybe that's why. It has, you know, it hasn't been that lucky when it comes to breaking into the Chinese market. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of feel rescued. May I tell a little sure. story? When I when I moved to China, I was like, okay, Facebook is not, you know, it's it's not accessible. I was like, okay, whatever. So I stopped using Facebook. Whereas like before the detox, I was like, okay, Facebook, it's Ooh, my two hours, two hours. A, day, a day of Facebooking. So like the detox was really
really, really good because now it's not one of those right. things See, that I have to like do to like make sure that something my, about yeah. I'm just going to spend a few minutes. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh, about um, Internet. Okay, because uh, people outside China, they're always you know targeting China for not uh, for banging certain websites and saying that, you know, it's a loss of freedom and all that. Maybe a little bit, but to tell you the truth, people here don't really care that much. Let's say we can't use Facebook remote, you know, if you don't, if you try hard, you can, but, but we have so many other sites we can go to. Mm-hmm. We have our own Shh, things here. QQ. It's not like, yeah, it's not like we banned socializing or we banned all websites, just certain things that, you know, it's not good for this, uh, for this society. Something you just said at the beginning of this uh, podcast, you said, oh, you know, we can, we hear about the major economies. It's not just that, actually. If I want to go and read about, I actually am one of those nerds. I have time and it's like my time off. Mm-hmm. I like to read mm-hmm. the news. Like I'm that guy. So mm-hmm. I will go and like read like, you know, the Times of New Zealand or like the Times of like Ooh, Zaire fancy. or so I'll, I'll find some newspaper in South Africa or like in Egypt or in Algeria mm. or in like Kazakhstan that's in English. Cool. And I will like surf, cool. surf, and it, there's no ban on this stuff. Mm-hmm. A few websites have said terrible, terrible things and like, you know, the consequences that they're not as accessible. Right. But like, I can <laughs> read from news sites from like tens of thousands of news sites around the world if I want from here in China. No VPN. I don't right. need a VPN. It's right. very easy to access knowledge about what's going on in the world in English from China. No problem. People have misunderstandings, right? They blow things up, Mm-mm. you know, and do and you think, oh, they don't have internet access or they can't read the news about the outside it's it's not like that <laughs> like maybe when you yeah, uh, yeah. come here to visit right to, mm. to live you will understand right 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 okay but that's not our main point today we're talking about so facebook mm. changed its name to meta i haven't really been following this but i saw this uh tiktok video a guy um in china talking about this when this first came out so it basically he was saying how so a lot more people in the states will be living in the virtual world now Right, they can just put on these goggles and uh, live their lives that way. It almost feels like you know they are being they they can detach yeah. themselves from reality and then still live a happy life. I don't know how you feel about it. Some people feel like okay, that's another realm of uh, expansion of personal freedom. I don't think that's the right direction. You know, you you want the real world to to be real. You want to keep it running. It's just like how. In, in China, they're stressing the importance of the manufacturing sector. They don't want all the money to go into mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. things like finance or entertainment, right? Where you, you know, they suck out all the money. Then who is going to invest in building machinery, right? Or building the roads mm-hmm, and other mm-hmm. things, the hospitals that people will actually Pe- need. They will take longer to make profits, but that's what we need. You know what but I mean? People also now like. I think it's called Second Life. People go into this Second Life Mm. website, which I've been on very briefly, like a long time ago, Mm -hmm. and they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy a home there. Huh? Yeah, I know. I mean, I guess we, we, because we don't do it, we don't understand what it feels like or the experience of being that invested literally Mm -hmm. in something like that. But to me, it is like, go hiking, dude. <laughs> like, look, I mean, right. is the picture of standing on the top of a mountain inside of your, like, your headgear, mm. like, as beautiful as standing on the top of a mountain looking out at the valley? I don't think so. Mm. Like, I, I'm maybe I'm missing something, but it doesn't make any sense to me to forgo, like, 
the beauty of the real world to like put a headset on. We are always kind of suspicious for taking things to the extreme.、Mm. A lot of things, everything, you know,、um, they're good to a certain extent. That's literally for everything.、Mm. Um, when it comes to food, right, entertainment, and also happiness, you know, you can't be happiness twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. That's just not gonna work. Not everything. It's not always more the better, right? It's just the right amount that's the best. So I, I think in Chinese culture we are a little bit more suspicious of、uh, taking anything to the extreme.、Mm. And maybe in this case we feel like okay, that that's like edging, going on the edge now, <laughs> something beyond our comprehension of what real life means. But maybe that's just the limit of my experience.、Mm. We were actually talking about something that is really important to a lot of American people. A lot of American people take joy in working and actually being in what we call a trade. You know, work, being、mm. able to build something out of wood, being able to weld something right, out of steel.、Right. It increasingly, it's just you can all do all that online. Of the <laughs> yeah, well, you can't certainly can't do all that online. So I wanted to ask you.、Mm-hmm. We talked about double reduction. Was there was another topic you wanted to touch? Oh,、uh, common prosperity.、Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound good? Common it does, prosperity. It does sound lovely. <laughs> That's something major that happened. Seventeenth of August in twenty twenty one, in a meeting of the Central Committee for Financial and Economic Affairs, Chinese President. Call down China to promote common prosperity, which、uh, includes material, ecological, and cultural aspects, in a context of high-quality development. Now, this you don't hear this in the news every day. Something like this you don't hear in the news all the time.、Mm-hmm. Common prosperity. We haven't really heard that term、mm-hmm. <laughs> for 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 quite a while. So that's why I mentioned. And you know, for the past few decades, China has been going in one direction、mm-hmm. with a per- the priority of enriching people's lives,、mm-hmm. right? Integrating into the global economy. A lot of it is about money. People want to leave behind poverty and they want to get rich.、Mm-hmm. Now, twenty twenty, twenty twenty one. I think we feel like it's um we've got to a point where we need to think about whether or not we want to go down this road head along without making any changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, being wealthy. Uh, being rich is good, but it comes with its consequences, right? Inequality, and also you know corruption,、mm-hmm. indulgence, and pleasure. Well, you name it, right? There are consequences, bad consequences to a lot of wealth too. So now it's like we're taking some time now to think about where we want to go. What are the things that we need to pull back a little bit? Just like the double reduction policy, okay? It's it's too much now. We don't want all this money messing up with our educational system,、mm-hmm. making education a purpose, a machine of money making, just literally sucking the money of、um, every family, and you know, thousands of RMB or even more,、um, you know, into these extra classes.、Mm-hmm. So that's something. That's one of the changes. And the goal is common prosperity to give everybody a chance,、uh, a life chance of、uh, the mobile. No, what do you call it? The social mobility,、mm-hmm. right? To give them this chance, everyone the chance to reach for the lives that they want,、mm-hmm. to create the life they want. So for the people at the bottom, you're not gonna be stuck at the bottom bottom all the time.、Mm-hmm. And to come with the、um, with the common prosperity, there will be、uh, the third round of. Um, 
distribution of wealth. Mm -hmm. Now, some people, when they hear that, they're going to be like, oh, goodness, you know, back to the old days of, uh, you know, equal distribution. It's not like that. It's not about taking your money and give it to someone poor. It's not like mm -hmm. that. It's a restructuring of uh, the economic structure so that there will be more um, opportunities for things to flow down to the bottom. It's about, it's not about taking private property. It's about reappropriating, you know, the public goods, right? How to make, give more chances to people uh, at the, at the bottom of the society. Because mm -hmm. inequality mm -hmm. is becoming one of the, probably the most glaring issues worldwide, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not just in the US or in China. Yeah. Increasingly, this is something that's discussed around the world is inequality. This, mm -hmm. this is discussed in the United States. It's a huge deal right now. A lot of people are talking about. Right. Real wages have stagnated for decades because inflation has even even with increases exactly. in wage and actual wages, inflation has depreciated those wages to where people are making less. And people oftentimes comment, my American friends and I, we comment about mm -hmm. the disappearance of the middle class and that there is a very, very mm -hmm. large lower class and a tiny sliver mm -hmm. of a middle class to give the illusion that there's a middle class. And there's a very small mm -hmm. amount of people holding most of the wealth, which is just statistically right. a reality in the United right. States. We don't, a, we don't want that. You exactly, know, that that's exactly. not where we want to go. So they are, I won't say changing directions. Some things are going to be the same. We, mm -hmm. we still want to offer everyone, you know, a decent life, better the, uh, the market economy, a uh, growing uh, economy. But there will be, I, I sense that there will be certain changes so that things won't go to that. Well, there extreme. already have been, if actually. Right. A couple of years ago, even before this, the, the discussion about the launch for a common prosperity, which I think the conclusion of this project is supposed to be 2035 or mm. something, like uh, we're supposed to reach this pl plateau where there will be a common prosperity for all people. Mm -hmm. But there was already a restructuring of taxes. I remember suddenly people renting were able to get like certain tax benefits. This is back in the States? Or no, no, this China? is in China. Okay, okay. This is in China. Yeah. Mm. If you haven't taken advantage of it, then you're missing out on some tax money <laughs> here in China, by the way, baby. I don't know. Maybe you own your own house. But if you're a renter in China, as of a couple of years ago, you can now get tax rebates on right. paying rent. Very, It's very slim. It's not a mm. lot. But, you know, it was something. I think I got several thousand yuan the year oh. that I filed for it. And it was like, hey, you know, this is this is helpful. It's like, that's mm. great. You know, I actually I'm flipping through my notebook and I found the page where I wrote about a little bit about the third round of uh, distribution mm -hmm. of uh, wealth. I guess you can translate it roughly as that. Now, the first round um, was governed by efficiency. You know, who can, you know, if you're efficient and you take the opportunities, you work hard, you can become rich first, right? Allowing a portion of the population to get rich first. And then the second round is about fairness and that tax come into play right, to uh, kind of build up a social uh, security net. Now, we're talking about like contemporary Chinese history now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the aim of that was um, by 2020, China will realize its um, elimination of object poverty. You're probably familiar with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it has Which been, was accomplished. It was accomplished. I, right. I did a several vlogs about that. I was, it was incredibly nice. impressive coming from the United States. I know some people who live up in the Sierra Nevadas, and they live in like these, mm -hmm. these trailers that are like 40 years old in some places. And they, do, mm -hmm. they don't even, they don't have access to the same systems. A lot of it's because of lack of education. 
and things mm. like that. I don't want to say who or, or whatever, but I remember meeting a lovely young mm-hmm. girl who told me the, how fast she could skin a squirrel. And I was just like, oh my goodness. So that oh. was apparently like dinner <gasps> that okay. night or something. Like, okay. so yeah, there, there, there's, there's still abject the poverty in the United mm. States. And yet absolute poverty has been eliminated here in China. A lot of when you, when I look at, mm. I do look at the UN reports for global poverty. A lot of the, the effect where global poverty is much smaller now than it was before. That's down to China. And we can thank mm. the CCP for that. Actually. And also, you know, if you help the, the poor countries and you give them a chance to improve their lives and the whole global economy will be better, you'll have more people Consumer. becoming effective. Yeah, consumers yeah. and they will contribute to the economy. Mm. So back to the third round of distribution, mm. we went through the first two. The third is about social responsibility. So a lot of people have become very, very, very wealthy here in China. And what are your social responsibility, right? It's it's not going to just be about the dollar signs now. You need to start doing some good things with the capital that you have accumulated. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, everyday life, education, um, and also healthcare, right? The the rich should. I personally, I th- you know, you can't spend billions and billions. We only live for like eighty to hundred years, right? How much money can you spend? Why not take some of that to do some good? And also something I heard that's just stuck in my mind last year was the term that let capital be a force of goodness. I mean, I heard it in Chinese and I was like literally shocked when I heard this, because when you think about capital, when you think about money, investment, like in your mind, it's just dollar signs, right? Capital yeah, goes dollars to where other dollars. That's what Americans think. Right. Yeah. It, they just it's attracted to more dollars. It's like um, as if in the process of making that money, you get the excuse for a lot of the not so great things that you do. Right. I need to make a profit. Right. I, I need to make sure that I'm responsible for my shareholders and all that. They, they always have excuses. Right. To make more money. But what about doing something good with capital? What about. You know, instead of uh, going down the path, following um, endless profit, you know, maybe part of it can be diverted into doing something good for the entire society. Just a thought. right? (laughs) So that was something different that I heard last year and it got stuck in my mind. And the context in which I heard this was it was a discussion like really wealthy people and they were talking about the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. And there were there were a period of time, I don't know if you caught that on the internet, where um, a few very, very popular games were the target of social criticism because they're literally just eating the young people's minds alive. <laughs> like they are so, quote unquote, interesting that these young people and even some like, you know, my neighbor, the dad, he plays games all day long. And that's not a good thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the the guy, the investor, they were having this discussion with like a banner in the background that says, let the capital be a force of goodness in Chinese, of mm-hmm. course. And this guy was saying, you know, I, he, he was very straightforward. He's like, I don't like people in the game industry, <laughs> investors. <laughs> it's just like the few people that I know, you know baby, who investing. I have a, right. I have a friend uh-huh. who's going to be on the show soon. He was in the uh-huh. gaming industry here in China. So maybe this is something we Uh-oh. could structure around <laughs> a discussion with him. <laughs> Shall I be 
in that show. <laughs> I think I think you have invited yourself to that show. Okay, I'll, I'll be careful. But I'm just kind of. Um, well, he doesn't actually do that now. He does a. Uh, okay. He does Bitcoin in the United States, but he he's he's a has been a gamer. He won a global championship. Wow. He must be really smart. For one of the big video games. I'm not actually sure which one it is. I think World of Warcraft or something. Yeah, he's his, you know, when he texts you, you know it because you can't keep up. His thumbs are that just so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> so anyhow, so that's the context in which I heard about this. This guy was saying how he's like, few guys that I know who invested in the gaming industry, <laughs> they didn't live very long. <laughs> and it was so funny. <laughs> kind of really we're actually at the end of the episode i just wanted to really very briefly talk about my year i already kind of did it earlier i I moved from uh, my my year in beijing was lovely it was my first opportunity to live in xichang so i was in the real city of of, of beijing Mm -hmm. for the first time i'd lived there in nine years i was like okay i'm actually in beijing beijing (laughs) within the old (laughs) within the old wall and i was just it was, it was really, I had a tiny apartment. Mm. I was paying so much for a tiny. one bedroom uh-huh. apartment with, with a living room the size of a bathroom <laughs> and the bathroom the size of a, of an American closet. So, but it, it, it was, it was so nice. I would go outside and the trees were really tall mm. and there were all these old people that lived there and inside and they were like, just sitting around, hanging out and walking their birds, like Chinese checkers <laughs> and stuff. I, it was very nice. <laughs> yeah. Walking their birds. And, uh, Exactly. And then I moved to here to Wuhan. It's been a lovely year for me. Mm-hmm. I've had a wonderful time. And I, now that I live in Wuhan, the rent is so much cheaper. Nice. I have this huge apartment that is like, you know, <laughs> even my American friends would be like, wow, this is, this is posh. Like I, I have, I have, wow. sh- I have chandeliers now, mom. <laughs> but anyways, that was my year. I had a very wonderful year. How about you? Nice. Well, I had a good year too because my daughter started going to grade school. Um, so I, I, I'm like liberated, man. I'm like, <laughs> my life is coming back to me <laughs> ever since September. And you can't imagine the liberation of having a block of time to yourself. Mm. Um, after being like a stay at home mom for what, over six years. Mm-hmm. So it's it's major like this like a fireworks inside my head, man. <laughs> what will <laughs> I do? What will I do every day? Well, maybe you could take up gaming. <laughs> I know I have something to do. No, I have been I've been waiting to do something that I always want always wanted to do, and that is uh, having my mm, own book club. Mm, and I started mm. I started this online reading book club. Can that sound even more boring? Jason, online reading book club. That sounds like a uh, you know an educated woman in America, like right. in her living room, drinking wine, kind of thing. Yeah. No, not drinking wine. Me is like me not washing my face, but like all into the book I'm sharing, mm-hmm. and it's thriving. I love it. So I've been having a great time, and I hope that you know for our listeners, um, the the coming new year will be even better. You'll have time and health and safety and security, all the good stuff, all packed into your new year. And same to you, Jason, and your wife. (laughs) Thank you, baby. We'll talk to you next time. All right. I'll see you guys. Bye-bye.